Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. How much is a family entitled to know when a loved one is being treated for a mental health condition or a mental health crisis? It's a question that has been asked many, many times over the years and one we've discussed on this programme more than once. The Mental Health Act contains a recommendation about it, but it's just a recommendation. It's not law and it doesn't seem to be happening. And Andrew McGinley is a name you will have heard. Uh, last year, Andrew's three children, Connor, aged nine, Dara, aged seven, and Carla, who's just three, were killed at their family home in Newcastle County, Dublin. It was his wife, Deirdre, who had taken their lives. She was later found not guilty by reason of insanity and is now in the central mental hospital. But Andrew McGinley believes that this could have been avoided. And he believes firmly in his heart that this could have been avoided if he had known more or if he had been let know more about Deirdre's treatment. I've been speaking with Andrew McGinley in the last couple of days. Andrew McGinley, as this is the first time we've spoken uh, on behalf of myself and my listeners, uh, our condolences on the dreadful loss your family has suffered. Thank you, thank you, Peter. You are convinced, Andrew, that had you had more involvement in Deirdre's care, we might not be having this conversation. I would say that with some 99.9% certainty. Um, I feel that uh, family involvement is is important with the care of mental health patients. Indeed, the College of Psychiatry uh, agree with me. Uh, in an opinion piece in the Irish Times a few months ago, William Flannery, who's the president of the College of Psychiatry, said that the majority of its members are of the view that the involvement of family members should be encouraged. Don't you have the issue of patient confidentiality to take into account? You do indeed. And within the recommendation, they talk about, uh, you know, that it has to be with patient consent. But everybody seems to be in agreement that it is a positive part of the patient's treatment plan with the patient's consent. And they talk about proactive encouragement uh, for the patient to include their family. And I had a meeting with the HSE last week and I, I met with two lovely people and, and, and very good people, but I asked the question outright was, since I started talking about proactive encouragement, was it now being practiced? Was it now being taken? It's in the recommendation. Yeah. So you would have to assume that it's seen as being best practiced for mental health treatment. Simply asking the patient, uh, would they like their family uh, to be included yeah. uh, and given information and support to, for the benefit of their treatment. 
So that simply at some stage along the road, one of Deirdre's doctors would have said to her, look, Deirdre, would you, would you like if we spoke to Andrew here? Would you like to talk to Andrew about this, bring him in? And she gets that opportunity to, to think about it at least. At, at least. So as this is only a recommendation, the recommendations are not compulsory. So I would feel that proactive encouragement should be written into the law so that every opportunity, so every counselling session, that the subject of family inclusion, where there is a supportive network for that patient, and in Deirdre's case there was, um, that the patient should be encouraged, proactively encouraged, to have family involvement. And it's with the patient's consent, because the other areas about patient confidentiality is somewhat separate, but again, that is somewhat of a grey area, because it's written in there that confidentiality can be breached, can be sort of uh, worked around and the family included, if the patient is a danger to themselves yeah. or if they are a danger to others. In our case, and it came out at the, at the trial in May, that Deirdre had, had uh, expressed desires to take her own life. Now, for me, that is Deirdre expressing that she is a danger to herself. Mm-hmm. But nobody at that time when she was expressing those thoughts chose uh, they chose not to contact me. Did they choose not to, or are they well, not allowed? Well, within the law, they can breach confidentiality if they feel the patient is a danger to themselves. And Deirdre was attending sessions where she was talking about taking her own life. So in my opinion, she was a danger to herself. Yeah. Um, and but somebody chose took the opinion that no... They weren't going to breach confidentiality. So at that one-hour meeting, she had expressed desire to take her own life. For the remaining 167 hours of that week, she was back home with us in the family home. And we're totally oblivious to the fact that Deirdre was a danger to herself. It doesn't... Recommendations and, and guidelines do not seem to be... They don't seem to be... They seem to be ignored be quite honest by the clinicians who are treating our, our mental health patients. Because uh, I, I reached out, uh, quite a few people have written to me, and I'm grateful for all the letters I received. But uh, uh, quite a large number of people wrote to me about their own experiences of having their loved ones uh, receiving mental health treatment. So I reached out to uh, a couple of people in the last uh, few uh, days, in fact, uh, since my meeting, my last meeting with HSE, to see was proactive encouragement now being practiced. And both people came back to me saying that their loved ones were still not being proactively encouraged. You've been speaking with Una Butler, who had a similar tragedy with her own family here in in East Cork a number of years ago. A very distressing story. I covered it myself as a journalist. I've spoken to Una since. You and Una now have been talking to each other quite a lot. Well, Una campaigned long and hard back in 2010 for exactly the same as what I'm asking for now. So had Una been listened to, then Connor, Dara and Carla would be alive today. So Una was ignored. I'm probably, I look like I'm being ignored. So are we sitting here waiting for the next news story to break where more young lives are taken because families aren't involved there's no support for family. We're left in the dark. Our loved ones go off to their counselling sessions and they come back and 
in my case, I was being told that everything was fine and medication and a treatment plan and everything was going to be all right. I was left unaware. Um, also, for me, one of the major points for me was at the uh, Deirdre's trial. Um, I sat there and listened to the amount of meetings that Deirdre was attending where she expressed a concern about being a parent. She expressed concerns about being able to look after the children, how she was struggling being a parent. And these were all, uh, and I was unaware of that. Um, so, at a, again, at a one-hour counselling session, she's expressing that she's, uh, whether you would define that as being a danger to others, but I think if you're expressing that you're unable to look after your children, you're struggling to look after your children, mm. that the, the partner or the other person in the house should be informed. Because Deirdre was coming back home, and whilst we had a, a fantastic support network and there was a lot of friends and, and, and my, my, my sister was coming up and staying for long periods of time and, and, and family members and my brother. And there was very little time that she was on her own with the children, but we were unaware that she was expressing concerns about yeah. being a parent and struggling. Andrew, you'd be forgiven for being bitter or resentful about the fact that your beloved wife was expressing these views and these fears to her t- medical team and and you were completely in the dark. You would be forgiven for being bitter about that. Are you bitter? I just don't want anybody else to die. I do not want to get up some morning and turn on the news and hear of a similar tragedy again and then to find out down the line that there was no family inclusion, there was no support for the family and that they were pretty much left in the dark. As I say, had Mary Butler, had uh, Una Butler been listened to 10 years ago, back in, sorry, 11 years ago now, back in 2010, she spoke to many people who are still in the Oireachtas um, uh, looking for their support. Um, family inclusion was not written in. Uh, it was still left as a recommendation. Uh, the decision is still left with clinicians, whether they feel that somebody is a danger to themselves or to others. I feel that any... Those areas need to be firmed up. Do you believe there needs to be a compulsion on clinicians when a red flag like that is raised? Definitely, definitely. Because I I had one meeting during these treatments and I was told that, you know, some treatment and some medication and everything should be fine. And that was my only meeting with uh, the mental health uh, teams who were treating me. Now, I would have think at that stage, I would have been with Deirdre for some 18 years. Not once did anybody think to sit down with me and talk to me about what life was like for Deirdre at home. No, like the mine of information that I would have been for them in her treatment plan. Like they're, they're meeting the patient for one hour a week. It, it just does not make sense the way that mental health is treated in Ireland. I mean, I, I spoke to, um, I have fantastic support here from my, my own TVs, um, Mark Ward and Ona Brun and Ema Higgins. They've been fantastic to me. They really have. But um, I, I, I just, I, and Mark, I met a number of weeks ago and he told me that in Ireland, there's no emergency mental health treatment uh, centre. If somebody has a, a, a serious mental health breakdown, you're just, to the A&E 
there doesn't seem to be any uh, emergency uh, centre now. I'm, I'm corrected on that. If the, if the HSE can tell me that there is a specific emergency treatment centre, but there doesn't seem to be any that uh, Mark Ward or there or I am aware of. Yeah, and that it's somewhat shameful because there's a lot of talk now about people's uh, mental health around COVID and the lockdown, and the lockdown has been tough for a lot of people. I would imagine there is a strain on services, but. Uh, the frontline teams need to be supported to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I and the removal of grey areas. I, I, I don't envy Mary Butter at the task that she has because whatever she puts into law now will be in her name. Yeah. And I know and I, I truly hope that there is not a similar tragedy in the future because I know that if there is, you, you know, the likes of yourself and everybody else that we've spoken to will be back calling me for comments and calling Una Butler for comments. And and we've been appealing for this now, as I say, Una, since 2010. Yeah. I think it's about time that we were listened to. The treatment seems to be now centred around psychiatry. You know, the patient arrives in, sit down there, talk to me about your feelings, talk to me about your traumatic experience. Your error is up. Thank you very much. See you next week. And there's my bill. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be focused on the patient and their families that they're heading home to for the other 167 hours of the week. Andrew, you're you're extremely calm about this, and but, but I'm sure you must have lain awake at night. You'd be the man who would have known Deirdre better than anybody in the world, and and you didn't see this awful tragedy coming. But that's you didn't get an opportunity to watch out for things, what you say. Well, that's the nature of, of mental illness. There's, I suppose there's still that stigma around it. Um, there's still, I suppose, when you look at the figures of the amount of people impacted by uh, mental health, and uh, very few people are, are talking, you know, openly. There's, there's people who have come out. I mean, the likes of Brezzi has spoken openly about his struggle um, with his mental health, and um, a, a number of people in the media I have come out recently, I suppose, since COVID talking about it. But there's still that sort of stigma. So even if Deirdre was coming home from her treatment and I would say, well, how was that? All I was being told was, no, it was fine. You know, I'm on medication and I'm good. And I'm so all I was doing, I was thinking, well, you know, whilst she is receiving treatment, you know, I'll make sure that, you know, her her friends and, and our, our family are our support and rallying around and making sure that she has the support, unaware that, she had been in, you know, at her at her session talking about taking her own life, yeah, and talking about struggling with, you know, looking after the children. Can I ask, finally, Andrew, how you are now and how Deirdre is now? Um, yeah, I'm I'm all right. Um, I'm focusing on a number of, of uh, projects that uh, are linked to promises that I'd made to the the children. Um, I suppose shortly after they died, you begin thinking about the last time you spoke to them, the last time you held them, kissed them. And for me, I thought about the last promises that um, I hadn't got around to keeping. So for Connor, Connor wanted a YouTube channel. Yeah. So we have Connor's clips on YouTube. And they're lovely. They're I lovely. support that. No, thank you. Thank you. And so for me, I, I, I hopefully kept that promise to Connor. Carla wanted a snowman. So I'm, I'm, as it doesn't snow every year, I'm hoping to... Um, uh, set up a colouring competition in, in Carla's memory called Snowman for Carla. 
Um, Dara, Dara was involved in everything. He was in commercials hurling here in in, in, in Newcastle and uh, Neve wore a GAA and he was in the Scouts and he was in Rathbubble Boys, the soccer club, and he was in the drama club. He was involved in everything. So we set up a charity. Well, we're, we're awaiting our charity status um, just for, as Dara did, because we would like to encourage participation for people to get involved in their community as Dara did. So yeah. we're looking to do that. And the two lads were prolific comic book writers. So I hope to write based on some of their characters okay. that will feature Connor, Darren, Carla. So those, those projects are, are what is driving me on and, and, and keeping me somewhat busy. Well, but if, you ever, if you ever need assistance with, with any of the men, Drew, we'll be at the end of the oh, phone for you. How is Deirdre? Do you see her? Um, I have I visited Deirdre once um, with COVID and shutdown and everything else. Um, there was there was no visitors or anything like that, but I felt I did need to see her and speak to her. Um, I didn't, I, in all honesty, um, I didn't recognise the person I met. Um, I struggled to understand how she had capacity to stand trial. Um, the the legal term is that uh, to be able to stand trial, that you have capacity. And I struggled I, I, I believe in my mind, but again, I'm not a mental health professional. I struggled to see how she had capacity. I didn't recognise the person I met, so um, and I expressed that opinion to a member of the uh, the hospital team that uh, was with the address. But um, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, 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 for me, I, I struggled to see how she was. Fit and head capacity, as they call it, to stand trial. This, this is not what you're saying. This is not the woman you loved for 18 years of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you still do, do you? Um, uh, listen, it's complicated, PJ. Um, uh, I think anybody would be able to understand that. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Andrew, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you, PJ. Thank you very much. Lovely guy. In the course of that conversation, I referred to Una Butler and the tragedy from Ballycotton. Um, her two little girls, Zoe and Ella, killed by their dad, John, who then took his own life. And Una has been campaigning for years for the very same thing that Andrew's campaigning for now. How long is this going to go on, Una, before people start to listen? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Um I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, all of what Andrew has said there relating to uh, not knowing his wife's symptoms, what she was telling her psychiatrist that he was unaware about, I suppose was familiar from me with my family as well, I suppose, when I got the notes afterwards and reading that, you know, John felt responsible minding the girls. I was unaware of that. And because children are need, you know, support and 
encouragement and their welfare is, is of the utmost importance that we should have been made aware. But mm. this case of where that's where a family um, member should be involved mm. in order in order to um, you know give more information to the medical professionals. The, the, the medical professionals would then have a greater insight into the behaviours that might treat them differently, but obviously the other parent will know on how best to support the person that's suffering, but it's obviously so much for the children to help prevent further cases from happening. You, and you believe, like Andrew believes, his three beautiful children... Connor, Dara yeah. and Carla might well be alive had he had a conversation like that. Do you believe that Zoe, Ella and maybe John would still be with you if conversations like that had been yeah, had? I do believe um, I do believe that Zoe and Ella would be alive today had I been involved in, in John's treatment. Without patient confidentiality it doesn't have to be broken. It's for me to give, like it would be for a parent to give the behaviours of the person that suffering with the mental health to the health professionals and without breaking patient confidentiality the, the, the health professionals could you know educate the other person how best to support them what to expect the, the effects of the treatment and like for example all the years that I've researched this um, I've gone to into Italy to an international conference on suicide on three occasions trying to learn um, you know did I miss something or what is there to learn and mental health is a major factor since 2000 in the Republic of Ireland, 53 children have been killed by a parent. Wow. And, you know, 22 of those parents, 37 cases, it was 37 cases in Ireland, in the Republic, 53 children have been murdered, and 22 of those parents were suffering with their mental health. Mental health is a major factor in these cases. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... a. I feel like a broken record because I'm going on about it for so long and getting nowhere. But I, all the policy documents from the HSE proactively encourage family involvement. And yet it's still not and happening. It's not happening. No, I've, I've read and I've researched. And um, is the question even asked to the patient that presents themselves with their mental health? You know, will you involve a family member? And if they don't want to involve a family member, find out why, especially if they're living with children. In Norway, if a person that suffers with their mental health are living with children, it's legal. It's made legal that there's supports in place for those children. Yeah. 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 You know, how, how are you, briefly, Una, before I let you go, how are you now? It's, what, 11 years for later this year? 11 years this year, yeah. yeah. Um, it's... Um, it's not easy. It's it's an awful. It's the worst thing in the world to um, live with. Trying to live without my children. Um, I've great friends and family, great support from them all over the years, and um, my work colleagues have been fantastic as well. Um, but it's not easy. It's the most cruelest thing in the world. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's just absolutely dreadful. And I do believe that. You know, I know that there's a domestic homicide review taking place as well into femicide in Ireland and homicide. And I'm hoping that there might be a recommendation that would encourage the legislation, like for person to be made, uh, to be involved in a family member's treatment, especially if they're suffering with their mental health, to be made mandatory, especially if they're living with children. Okay. Una, I'll leave it there for today. Thank you. Always good to speak with you. That's uh, Una Butler. Quartz 96 FM. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.